Hi, and welcome to Real Nurse Stories. Today on the show, I'm pleased to welcome Athol, who is an emergency nurse um, working in Australia. Hi, good afternoon, Athol. Hi, Eva. Nice, nice to see you. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Nice to see you too. It's always nice to see people, even though it's virtually on Zoom at the moment. Great to see you. Yeah, thanks. Exactly. Thanks for agreeing to be interviewed today, Athol, about your um, nursing career story. Um, and I think that's probably where, if it's okay with you, we'll start kind of right at the beginning of your journey. And if I could ask you, what made you decide to become a nurse in the first place? Yeah, thanks, thanks Eva. Um, yeah, nursing's funny. It's, it's been an interesting path and journey and certainly never thought I'd be a nurse. I, I dreamed of being a you know football star or a cricket star and then and then my body decided to uh, not allow me to do any of that anymore. So I had to you know reevaluate what I was going to do with my life. Um, so yeah, uh, I first got into nursing straight out of high school and I was initially actually going to do exercise science as a degree and um, I was quite you know basing off my um, love for sport and love of the human anatomy and biology and all that sort of stuff. So I thought it was quite a good fit. And then I started to um, have a think about it. And, you know, the job prospects of going through that degree wasn't, um, you know, wasn't set in stone. And what I really wanted out of university was a degree. I wanted to earn some money because I had, I had some other life goals and ambitions. I wanted to do some travel and whatnot. And I wanted a profession and a job that um, really set me up for success from the from the get-go mm. um so i had some real question marks over it and i didn't want to i had to i would have had to move away from home for two and a half hours um so yeah there were some hesitations and funny enough i was i must have even mentioned this to my grandmother and um my uh my grandmother said to me well why don't you do nursing <laughs> and and i was quite taken aback because i was like well i've never i didn't ever think about that um and she said, you like people, you like biology, and you like learning about the human body, and yeah. why, don't you, why don't you do that? And, you know, the job prospects are really great. And I went, that's not a bad idea. I think I sat on it for a day. And <laughs> uh, after that day, I went, hey, I'm going to do it. And I just, I, I, I do that. I just, you know, I, I think something works out. And now it's, it's one of, it's, it's, it's been a fantastic decision. Oh, sometimes it's funny, isn't it? Other people see things about ourselves that we don't always see ourselves at the time. And that's obviously what your your grandmother saw that, you know, she thought that would be something that you would be good at. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. And um, yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's worked out well. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, sometimes you've got to follow those people that are, are white, like people who, who know you really well and they can see the qualities that yeah yeah that are in you to do that job and, yeah yeah how old were you when you went into nursing Athol? uh so i started off the degree well i think when i finished i was 20 um, yeah and turning 21 and then so that's when i started nursing out of university yeah okay so more or less straight from finishing uni you went into yeah yeah, pretty much. I had six months off and um, went to South Africa on a bit of a trip, and then I started. I started off at Royal Perth over over in Perth. Okay, so you started here. I didn't realise that. <laughs> I did. When you said you were, uh, you you moved to Fiona Stanley, I 
I um, before leaving Perth, that was when Fiona Stanley was getting going, and I had the choice ah. to make: do I stay and go to Fiona Stanley, or do I come back home? And I decided yeah. to come back to Victoria. Mm, very good, very good. So you know Perth well. <laughs> I do, I do, I do. It's a, it's a lovely spot. Wow. So. In the form that you filled in for me, Athel, you gave me a number of topics that you wanted to talk about today. Um, and maybe if we can just go through and have a chat about those. So you had the first one on your list was understanding your why. Can you just talk me through that a little bit more, why that's, that's important? Well, you know, it's funny, funny enough. Um, I, think the, I think the story comes back to my grandmother suggesting that I should do nursing. I, th I think it's so fundamental that we understand um, who we are and, and, and what our qualities are, but what we want to achieve out of the job we do. Um, we spend so much time at work and we spend so much time trying to, you know, trying to get ahead of work that reflecting on what really, what, what, what's it really doing for you? I think that's fundamentally important. You, you, you certainly need to look after yourself um, when you're going into such a tough world like nursing and healthcare and if you don't understand what really drives you to be a nurse it can be really difficult when you get to those tough questions and those tough moments you know you've done four runs a night or you've seen a couple of people die like you know when when things hit you and, and you don't have a good core understanding what's driving you it can shake you about and which is which is what happened to me when I I was in Perth actually and I, I was really struggling um, at that point in time, um, why I was going through so many of the struggles I was going through, um, and I didn't—I just couldn't really get a good grasp on some of the actions, some of the things that I was doing, and they weren't congruent with um, what really drove me as a person. Um, and so I—that I, you know—that's one of my hot topics, still talking points at the moment. Is I think it's just really fundamental that not even if you're just, if, if you're a nurse or um, anyone working in health, I think it's really fundamental that we understand why we do it. Um, because then when, you know, that you can understand the actions that you, you take in the job. Um, and so that's, yeah, that, that's why it's one of, yeah, one of my hot topics, I suppose. That's really interesting because a lot of the work that I do around resilience, that's a really strong theme. There's different components that make up your resilience, but knowing your why and having that congruence with you know where you work and, and that strong feeling of why is something that really helps to keep people resilient when times are tough at work or if you've had a bad shift or you know difficult kind of um, traumatic events that's kind of one of the things that really boosts your resilience and I guess you know for a lot of young nurses just starting out or not necessarily young just nurses who are starting out in their careers it must be quite hard to have that sense of why because nursing is so broad there's so many avenues that you can go into in nursing and I think a lot of a lot of the the newly qualified nurses I talk to aspire to going into like ICU or ED or high dependency um, and then sometimes you know they end up somewhere else and really love it but I think it must be really hard initially to have a very strong sense of why when you've just qualified and the 
pressures around you know getting a grad placement you very much at the whim and the mercy of wherever there's a vacancy and that must be really tough i think oh yeah totally um and to be fair there's in your start of your career you've sort of just got to put your head down and and, and knuckle down a little bit you, yeah. you've really just got to you've got to get your core core training underneath you and um really get your you know, get rolling in there. Um, I, I think, though, it's probably um, understanding who you are as a person more than um, yourself as a, as a nurse, specifically. If I, I look back on my time and, you know, every, every point, every decision I've made in my life, it's been, it's been for a driver. And, and most of the time, um, it, it's been to contribute and to grow. And sometimes it's actually to be significant. And mm. it's not just for myself, but it's for others. Um, and so I'm, yeah, I, I've really, and that's a lot of a lot of that's through Tony Robbins, and a lot of that's through um, some development stuff that I've done. And yeah. If you understand your core drivers, as a, you know, just as a, you know, even if you're 18 or 19, you can understand what really what you want to, what's really driving you to actually yeah. do the job, but to contribute to others, to help more people. And if you understand that, then you can, you know, you can sort of tailor. We can at least understand your actions. Yes. Yeah. It helps to give you a bit of a roadmap, doesn't it? If you understand your why. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Mm. I think I watched because um, it, it applies even you know outside of healthcare. It applies very much in business, you know, as well in terms of understanding what drives you to do the work that you do. I think is is applicable. To, you know to everybody really and that especially if you um watch the simon sinek you know talk that he did the ted talk on knowing your why i just think that's such a great reminder of the importance of that you know and being being authentic and clear about that and he was speaking to that in business terms but yes. really from a human human evolution perspective that's how we off you know we resonate quite Strongly with stories because yeah. that's how we, we used to communicate. But you know, he, and he talks about you know the whys, the center circles that you know that's really yeah. that's your core thing. Yeah. Um, and it's because we're driven by emotions 90, 99% of the time. A lot our emotions can often dictate what we do and the decisions we make. And you know, if you're talking to someone's why, you, you're also talking to their emotional side of them. Yes. Um, and you know that you people talk about that heart grab and they, you know, pulling at the heartstrings. Well, yes. that, you know, that's really just getting to the core of that person. And I think, you know, we could take a lot of that out of that for so communication and how we interact with people. We don't have to get involved with everything someone does, but um, if you can understand the fears or some, you know, the why of your patients or what's going through, and it's all perspective, and it's probably why we nurses are so compassionate that yes. we can understand what others are going through. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was just going to say that to you. You know, if you understand your own why very clearly, you can also help other people to understand their why, and that that is a really useful tool in communication. So yeah, mm. yeah, mm, totally, totally right. So tell me a little bit about um, one of the other things you've got. Well, you've got a few things on the list, but. One of the things you've also listed is about men in nursing, and I'm, I'm keen to know 
more about that from your perspective because um, I think previous um, interviews that I've done we've touched a little bit on that kind of gendered um, issue in the nursing profession so I'm interested to hear your perspective on on men in nursing <laughs> yeah yeah well, fantastic um men in nursing it's, it's interesting um uh, it's, it's funny how we label things isn't it yes you know, and the, the male nurse is, is one of those labels you know female nurse it's it's, it's a label um but for me um i yeah how do i say it? well i a bit of my background is i'm from a dairy farm so i grew up um you know on the farm working hard and all that sort of stuff and you know yeah. i had no real intention of going to nursing um and so i think the men in nursing you have to really speak to the person um and what i come back to that driver so i went into nursing for all these fundamental reasons because i liked anatomy i liked you know, I like having a lot of responsibilities. I like caring for people because of, you know, yeah. that's part of human nature. Um, but I also like having a bit of influence on other lives. You know, it's really about um, contributing more. And men, men really like those technical aspects. And I, I think sometimes we don't advertise that enough. You know, yeah. what, why, why do men go into a trade? Why do men go into mining? Like, what are the things that men are going into these other roles for? And yeah. I think we should promote those aspects. Yeah. You know, those, those fundamentals of different trades that they get out of. And, and you know, my, my brother's an electrician or a sparky. Mm-hmm. And he he likes being his own boss, but he likes being, being able to think through problems and really creatively solve um, um, solutions for, yeah. for, for clients, especially with electrical problems. And I think we don't, we don't play on that enough. Because in nursing, we have to be creative thought leaders. We have to, you know, think on our feet. There's a lot yeah. of process involved, but you know, how do we how do we manage a conflict? How do we how do we manage that blood pressure at 95 systolic? You know, yeah. What what angle, what avenues are we going? One avenue is this way, and one avenue is that way. We've got a lot of competing competing demands, and I think we, you know, I think we could play on that more, and you'd, you'd see more men in nursing come through. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I love it, and. You know, having having blokes in the nursing workforce is is, is a great balance, um, and it's not not push, pushing it away from females who, who you know, we've we've all got a, a role to play. In, you know, um, yeah. Is it tough being a man in the nursing profession? Uh, nursing profession. Uh, I don't think so. No. Yeah, I don't particularly think so. Um, I haven't found it tough. Um, I haven't haven't really felt any stigma over it either. No. Um, like I, I, used to, I used to cop it every now and then from my mates, but <laughs> it, was more of a, it was more of a laugh rather than a, a, a gripe sort of yeah. thing. Um, yeah. um, and, you know, I, th- I, think, I think a lot of your colleagues sometimes like it. You know, yeah. some, of your, some of your friends who are female nurses, they, you know, it, it can be a nice balance, especially yeah. when tensions tension can be tough. <laughs> I'd agree with that because I think, you know, if I think back over my career, lots, there are, well, as we know from um, some of the articles that have been written by Tracy and Emma, you know, nurses, the female nurses in nursing can actually be a little bit unkind to each other at times. And I think, you know, to have 
a team where you have um, kind of male and female nurses balances that a bit and you get a different perspective and I think that's a real positive and I know I know that that's changing a lot in nursing for the better and that there are more men going into nursing which is great and I think you know for me there's still perhaps this public perception around nurses and there's that disconnect between the actual reality of modern day nursing versus perceptions that perhaps the public have of nurses and we've seen a lot of that during covid in some of the terminology that's used you know superheroes and you know angels and all sorts of descriptive words which kind of for me still still says that we're missing something in the public understanding of modern day nursing of which you know there is more um, men definitely coming into nursing so it isn't such a predominantly female profession anymore but I still think that's maybe not not portrayed enough in the media and not written about you know it's almost that perception of nursing is still that historical outdated traditional <laughs> view yeah I, I get it every now and then but i don't get that often i, I it is it is probably still there to a degree but yeah. it works the other way sometimes so i have i have a few friends that are um, some, some of my friends uh, uh who are doctors that are female actually they, the, the stigma goes that way just as much as any male yeah. you know, stigma. So they they often get called nurse or, um, you know, can you do this for me, nurse, and whatnot. And they, they have to say, to them, oh, look, I'm... And sometimes they don't care and sometimes they do. So, it's, yeah. you know, there's, always, there's definitely perception. Yeah, that's true. It's not just nurses. It, it is other, other professions within healthcare that experience that as well. Yeah. 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 You alluded to um, a little bit earlier, um, I thought about burnout in nursing, and that's um, something that you wanted to talk about today. Um, and just wanted to explore that with you. Yeah, I guess um, uh, I, I've become properly the burnout one once properly. Um, uh, it happened when I moved back from Perth, back home to Victoria, actually. Um, and yeah, it really shook me about. And I, I suppose I, I keep harping and drum back on it, but I, I really had this misalignment with, I was doing. I was, I was in a role that probably didn't fit my true values and what I was trying to achieve. And um, I was just finding a lot of challenges with building up, building up. And I, I didn't recognize all the stress and there was a bit of pressure in the work environment. And yeah. I'd, um, I'd been bullied to a degree. And then, you know, I just was, and all these things would just keep adding up and adding up. And I didn't realize until one day I, that was the end of me. I had to, I had to, um, had to go and had to go and leave. And I went and, completed some other work and so I knew it wasn't nursing particularly but I was pretty um yeah I was I was at rock bottom emotionally and mentally for a bit yeah. I, you know I probably I ticked um 
ticked a few boxes on the depression depression scale and um and by you know by the time I got down to that point it was hard to pick up. Yes. And, you know, I got through that reasonably reasonably well and but what it meant is I'd I'd left nursing for um uh, twelve months and I went back and worked on the farm and I got back into nursing but I still wasn't my passionate self. No. And it was it took took another it took probably two took two or three years before I'd started three years in total before I could really get back into it properly. So the, the work that you did on understanding your why, Athol, was that, was that after you'd gone through that experience of burnout that you really, yeah. Yeah, so um, how I've, I, I start harping on the, you know, the why um, stuff is, is because of that burnout experience because I had to really go back down in my fundamentals and start working out well, why do I feel so bad, mm. and and why why can't I do a job that I love and still love? Mm. What what what's happened? And so I started to piece it apart. What what were the factors that led to me, um, I guess, um, suffering from burnout, and and what what led up to it? And so I started to map out a bit of a journey of all the yeah. decisions and all the parts of, uh, I guess, of my life, and then worked out well. Um, these are all the things that I really enjoyed and you know, these are all the positive components that I'd chosen to do and these are some of the ones that I wasn't enjoying and I worked out that I was probably pushing pushing myself into a position where I it wasn't congruent with, with what was driving me and, you know, um, the work wasn't fulfilling me, you know, I, it was just really tough. Um, and then so understanding a few of those fundamentals and getting getting um some good sleep and community and all that um all those components certainly helped did you feel at that time that you were i suppose before you actually went off with burnout did you feel that you were under pressure to a certain extent to perform in terms of being a qualified nurse that was there was that something that you were aware of, the pressure on yourself to achieve probably is a better word rather than a full perform? Um, I, I guess um, the pressure that was created was um, probably more internal than yeah. external. There was all, there's always, you know, there's always pressure as a nurse to, to, to get the job done and to make yeah. sure you, you are performing to a, a level of, of quality care and you can, fulfill all your um, qualities that um, yeah it was more that internal voice you know sometimes if I didn't think I was going well or I'd get some criticism um, I just didn't know how to rationalize all that yeah. and and it, and it just sort of you know you started the question you, yeah. who you are as a person yeah. and as a nurse um, so I think it was more that degree you know I, I, I'm not a I, I quite enjoy hard like hard work is not what um, broke me it was just more of that um, that internal pressure and you know there were some you know and I was going through a lot of changes I was, um, I was beginning my career as an ICU nurse and yeah it just, it, it just didn't all match up you know all that pressures being away from home yeah work um, I'd created pressures outside of work and then you know I was I was under the pump in ICU as well. Like I was under pressure as well, you know. And it's it's a high intense, it's an intense environment. Yeah. Um. So it's yeah. sort of all just, yeah, yeah, come to a come to a head, I suppose. 
What do you think if you kind of looking back now, what would have helped you deal with that earlier? Do you think if you were to go back now, knowing what you know, having learnt about yourself, what would have been helpful? Yeah, look, um, I think I think knowing about this sort of stuff when I was going through uni, or being prepared, mm-hmm. uh, having a bit of a roadmap to look at. So it's hard. And you probably find this in your own coaching is that having a mentor or, or, or something to someone to bounce ideas off, I think that would have been really great. You know, yeah. there's nursing with free support as well now, which wasn't yeah. available then. So there's that hotline. Um, and they would have, that probably would have been fantastic. Um, but I think sometimes you just get so lost in your head that you, you lose sight of true north or you just, yeah. you know, you're just swimming and swimming and swimming. You don't actually, you know, you get lost in the process or the steps involved and then you forget about the reason you're doing it. Um, and then, yeah, and so you, if you don't have someone to talk to or, or to even to, to guide what you're doing off, then you can just get, yeah, you can get really lost. Lost, yeah. And that's so true because I think, you know, some some areas are better than others in terms of, mentorship and support um for staff and there are some some great initiatives but it's still too often the case that nurses suffer burnout and generally speaking you know it's it's not until they get too far down that line where they're actually off work that they begin to um get support at that point whereas really what i think should happen is that you know the support is much earlier on and so that you do have someone to talk to and bounce that you know kind of where you start to doubt and question yourself that you have someone that you can have that conversation who can give you that reassurance because nursing is tough it is a tough job but we're still losing too many people to burnout and I I also think there's a sense of kind of shame almost in admitting that you're suffering burnout and some of the work here that I've done you know with senior nurses nurse man, nurse unit managers or midwifery managers is that whole um, not not feeling confident about things you know second guessing their abilities not having anyone to check that with and they carry that because they don't want to always admit to someone they work with because then they feel that someone's going to judge them because they're not doing the job properly so it's a very convoluted difficult issue I think for nurses to um, a admit and b I don't always think we've got the right support in place at the right time i think we're getting better at it but there's still a long way to go yeah you're, you're totally right eva um and uh, something i probably haven't shared with you actually i've um i've built an i've recently uh, launched an app um and the app is, is this was born off this experience because um we really we're not a, we don't look after ourselves very well. We, we look after others quite well. And um, the, the app that I've just launched is, is, is based, based on shift work and based on helping people connect and communicate with each other. Um, so, yeah, I totally think it's, it's, it's worth investigating and exploring. And 
continuing the conversation so we can normalize it or just get it out in the open and hear others talk about it tell me a little bit about how your app works i thought because i think you know there's there's so many opportunities now for innovation i think in health and I'm, i'm i'm really curious to know more about how that works and the feedback that you've had yeah fantastic um so the app name's called Ford, um, and the the app is is, is uh, born off shift work really. And yeah. you know, when I was going through burnout, shift work was one of those big stresses that you know is a fundamental that we have to do. You know, it's part of the part of the job, but we're not taught how to manage it at university. No. We're not taught how to go. You know, these are some great fundamentals that we should be looking after, and you try and control some of the different um, dynamics in shift work. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's where it's come from. So what it is is that you enter um, you enter your roster and from your roster, if we know who you are, we know what you do and where you work, then we're able to not only give you a pay estimate, so we're able to help you um, forecast what your pay is going to be for that fortnight. Yeah. Um, we get, we're able to connect you with your team and also deliver um, some wellbeing content and different resources to you in, um, in the app. Um, and... I, that's um yeah that's that's probably some of my favorite that's one of my favorites especially that that chat screen um and lo- one of the other favorites that people have mentioned is there is a mindfulness feature and what yes. that ha- what that what that does is it links the shift that you work and helps you to debrief and offload from the day um and it just helps you to ground ground yourself after a shift you know you can you can say what went well and what you know if there's anything you want to get off your chest. So you can just offload and leave it there on the on the app. Yeah. The, you know, one of the things that I did when I was first starting nursing, which um, probably got me through a lot of days, was I I started to do a, a fair bit of journaling and 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 just leaving some thoughts on the paper. Mm. And so yeah, that's yeah that that's the yeah that's where we're at with the app, and we're we're continuing to 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 grow and um, up, upload public health nurses and. Um, you know, get get more people on board, and once we get, you know, the more of the community we get on board, of the um, the the more communication we'll be able to send, deliver some more resources, and yeah, it's good fun. That's great. And do people have to pay to use the app, or is it? How does it? Is it free or? It's currently free, um, I, <laughs> and I'm I'm urging as many uh, urging as many nurses to get on board, um, so we can give you the free version for as long as we possibly can. Um, at some point, we're going to have to probably charge for it. Yeah. <laughs> Things yeah. Uh, don't come free in this world, but um, um, yeah, I'd, I'd certainly, if you, you know, share it around and I, I definitely free as, as yeah. long as possible. Because one of the things as you were talking there, and I know this came up in a recent um, podcast interview that I did where we were talking about the benefits of reflection um, and how a lot of nurses know that reflection is a useful tool, but it's for some, the actual sitting and writing is not something that some people really find easy to do. And we were talking about, you know, being curious as to whether there is an app and it sounds like that's potentially something that you're kind of thinking about. Is that, would that be, correct yeah yeah yeah. so um yeah there's definitely some avenues there and 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 seeing 
if uh, we're looking into some voice recording and yeah. you know, you're able to spit out some words and you can swear at the app and it'll, it'll, write, <laughs> it, it'll write it for you. Um, yeah, we're, we're not there yet, but we, we certainly um, we certainly want to help nurses to, or health professionals just to offload and, and, and clear their yeah. mind. And, yeah. and, and doing that takes a few different yeah. routes and, that- and avenues. I think that's great, Athol, because a lot of, again, a lot of the work I do with coaching nurses is around, you know, I hear that so many times, I I don't have time for me, or, you know, my self-care comes way down the list, and I think sometimes it's actually giving people really small, practical ways that they can help themselves and anything that uses technology in the way that you know your app does is is just something that I think is a real positive way forward because the quick things you know especially if you can record it store it on your phone it's just time saving but it has a such an important role in helping someone with their self-care so yeah I'm interested to know what feedback you've had from nurses um yeah so um yeah because there's a few different features nurses um some nurses like different features but um they've they've really enjoyed it um I've had a lot of positive um feedback once we've we had a few teething problems initially um and that's just with any technology but um uh, probably the probably the favourite stuff is the mindfulness feature, and and but a, a lot of nurses really like the pay estimate feature as well. Yeah. Because what that does is that it gives you a bit of an understanding of what your pay is going to be, um, and because so then you're able to pick up those extra shifts or or not. You know, you yes. have those mental health days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've got enough money, and and the other thing too is that you can correlate the pay estimate against your pay, and so over Christmas I found. Over, over a thousand dollars I was missing just from the sheer changes in you know the um change in penalties and all that sort of stuff yeah so I haven't been able to pinpoint what what a favorite part of the app is just yet but um those are probably the two big ones yeah and you're kind of making it easy for people aren't you because I know that pay is is an issue it it can Mm -hmm. be a real stressor and if you know your app helps people to have kind of more of a control over you know, knowing what's coming in, that's lessening one of those stressful things, isn't it? Which is a good thing. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head. And the the purpose of the app is to try and reduce some of those stresses that are present in in our day-to-day. Yeah. If if, if you're not having all those stresses build up all the time, then you might, you you should, well, not should, hopefully you'll be able to um, handle those extra stresses that come your way. You know, because I, I like the cup analogy, you know, you've got so much water you can handle in a cup. You pour too much in, it's over, you know. So keeping yeah. that cup, cup's water down to a reasonable level, that's, 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 that's how I look at the app. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's a great way to look at it. And it, uh, is it something that's bigger than Australia? Are people outside of Australia using your app? Not yet, but, um, no. yeah, funny enough, it is bigger than... Australia, um, there's, there's there's a heap of pressure in nursing around yeah. the world, yeah. and we're we're actually quite fortunate here at the moment. And I've I've got a little bit of interest from the US and the UK because yeah. as you would as you would know the pressure over there is immense. 
yes it's hard going yeah yeah Mm. yeah Mm. i think that's certainly um well as you say in both countries actually i think for maybe slightly different reasons but the stresses are still enormous and i think Mm. that's you know something globally in nursing that's you know anything that you can do that kind of gives people that ability to to buy back a bit of time for self-care I think is a hugely positive thing we really do I think it's a great a great thing to have and I think because you've you've had personal experience I mean that that's come out of your personal journey hasn't it and understanding your why and in a way it's been a positive experience because you've developed something that can help others i think that's a great testament to the work that you've done on yourself actually i think you know oh thanks eva no i i really really appreciate that um and you know what drives me now is preventing others going yeah. through the the same problem the same rot that i have to deal with yeah you know yeah. i don't want to i don't really you, you never envisage your colleagues having to go through three years of pain and turmoil um you know and if we could prevent a few of those happening i'd be i'd be pretty happy about that yeah and i think you know given what we know about the numbers in nursing you know the we can't afford to lose people that's the way i look at it you know there's a lot invested in people to be to become a nurse in terms of the cost of training but also the personal investment and i think to lose people from the profession who are great nurses is to me something that we shouldn't we shouldn't have happening in nursing we should have processes and systems in place that can support people you know because we we need nurses it's as simple as that we can't afford to to lose people no you're you're totally right and there's some pretty scary figures about nursing turnover out there and yeah. Um, you know, some figures, our median for Australia is 15% every year, yeah. you know, and that if, even if you are replacing that 15%, that means they're still trained. You've still got to train them. You know, it's, it's, yeah. we've, we've really got this big problem that, that middle ground of nursing, you know, yeah. we're losing, you know, they may get through their grade year, but then that big chunk is what happened to me as well. You get through yeah. your grade year and then you, you really, you start to feel, um, insecure and you, you yeah. do something else and that's that's where I you know see the need for coaching if you like because I think coaching is not something nurses have had access to unless you're working at a really senior executive level in nursing and as you say it's that middle section of nursing as I call that you know struggle with almost sometimes I want to say the imposter syndrome you know they're fantastic clinical nurses who get promoted and then find themselves completely out of the depth because they've got into a position that needs you know management leadership as well as clinical skills and that to me is where there's this huge gap around supporting that group of nurses you know that who are on that journey it's like we put them in a position and suddenly expect them to run without giving them the tools and the support that they need to do the job so i completely agree with with what you said 
and I'm also curious about kind of unis and student nursing is it has there been interest there um, at all in the work that you're doing uh, I probably haven't got to those conversations just yet um, yeah yeah we we've been focusing on trying to get it in the hands of many many nurses as possible and we yeah. probably haven't had those sort of conversations just yet but um we're yeah we're very hopeful to to have them because yeah. we think you know you're starting starting that as early as possible um is definitely the best approach because mm. i was just picking up on something you said earlier about you know not not being taught some of these things when you were training and i think again i've heard that so many times from different people and and i think to start early and you know help people to know that there are tools that can help them is going to also be really helpful yeah totally totally um and something something you you may be aware of and you probably know about is the dunning-kruger effect have you seen that sorry have have i seen the dunning-kruger effect no i don't think so oh tell me uh, about that <laughs> i'll have to i'll have to send it to you but um so the dunning-kruger effect is um, there's this study that uh, Dunning and Kruger come up with uh -huh. this, this model of learning, and the, the the model is that on one axis there's um, confidence, and on the other axis is confidence. Yes. Um, and so when we come out of university, and I can I can attest to this. This is certainly my trajectory. Come out of university, all full of energy, thinking you're going to save the world, or you know you've got all this learned knowledge, and you, you, you're confident. You're confident. Um, is really high, but your confidence maybe isn't, yes. you know, as as at the high level. And all of a sudden, you start to learn how much there is to know, how much there is to know, how much there is to know, and you get down to this rock bottom, where you're actually your confidence is actually improving quite a bit. Yeah. And if you get through this rock bottom period, you you start to realise how much you do know, and you come out yeah. on the other side really experienced. And that's certainly. I, look, I, I found it and went, oh, my God, that was my trajectory. <laughs> <laughs> See, but these are the things that we should be teaching. You know, to me, what you've just talked about makes perfect sense. And again, I, you know, I can just think I've had, I do some work coaching students as well. And there is such, um, you know, an example would be particularly at the moment applying for grad places and they're, you know, filling in these um, application forms and struggling to demonstrate that they know, you know, they've learnt all these things. And my heart goes out to them sometimes because, I, you know, I have to keep saying this is about they're looking for somebody who is a safe nurse who understands, you know, when to escalate. They're not expecting you to be this encyclopedia of all things nursing but it's so hard for them because you know they try desperately to demonstrate this and it's yeah I just think we're not doing enough with students around the whole you know understanding how it works it's almost like it's not modernized it's not come forward it's still back here to a certain extent and that's not, not helping people Totally right, totally right. Um, and we're not setting people up for success. No. This is a, no. This, is, this happens, this happens religiously. Yeah. Nearly. <laughs> Every time a grad comes in, it's happening. And we should be warning them. We should be, well, not even warning them, but just sending them going, you know, these are the feelings you could be having when you start. You know, the feelings of, 
you're not doing well enough. The feelings of imposter, you're feeling you're not, you know, yes, you've got all this knowledge and information you've come out of university with, but you're going to feel like you're not doing the best you can be. Yeah. And that's okay. That's okay because yeah. you're going to learn and you're going to, you're going to progress. Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, I, I, I think you find that imposter syndrome in, in other senior roles as well where people are new to a role and and do feel like oh I shouldn't be here I don't know enough and it's you know that journey of kind of your growth and development as a leader you you don't come into a role knowing all that it's part of your progression but it's almost like nobody says that to you you know (laughs) Mm, yeah exactly exactly yeah 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 totally So what we've covered quite a lot of things. I'm just thinking about. I know you've talked about your app and and your journey, but what's the one thing that you do for yourself now, knowing what you know and having been through your burnout burnt burnout journey? How do you keep yourself um, resilient, and how do you look after you? Uh, that's a it's, it's a yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, I always I, I tried to um, try to keep my feet on level ground as much as possible. Um, and there's a couple of fundamentals that I really focus on now. And um, there's every day I try to do something that makes me smile or fills me full of joy. And a lot of the time that um, involves paddleboarding on the water or yeah. um, going on the water and doing that sort of stuff. Or you know sometimes it might be as easy as um, uh, being grateful, you know, saying thank yeah. you, or or buying a cup of coffee, and that you know, talking to the, you know, just being really thankful and yeah. try and get back to your core self. Um, so I, I guess that's it's 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 hard going. Like we've got so much pressures on this day and age with what we're doing, but yeah. I, I try try to not be so hard on myself, and and then always be looking looking at um, taking some of those reflective moments. Yeah. And what what has been, do you think, one a particularly challenging time for you? I know we've talked about burnout, but in your career so far, what would what would you say has been the biggest challenge for you? Um Yeah. Um biggest challenge. I suppose that is I suppose that is my biggest challenge, that transition. Um there's a few clinical challenges that really um you know, um, made it pretty tough for me. But um, I think, yeah, I, I probably don't have any other really great examples on that. Um, yeah, there's, there's some clinical stuff that, you know, really, really challenged me. But, um, yeah, I was able to get through them and um, rationalise them. You know, I, I think rationalising any any of the difficulties we find in nursing, if you're able to um, put some thought around it and, and not let it eat at you and offload it with someone. I think that's, that's what I've done in the past. Good advice. Good advice. <laughs> <laughs> what would you most like to be remembered for in your career, Athol? Um, I guess, I guess, uh, I guess it would be um, pushing the boundaries and asking the difficult questions. Um, 
and someone who prided themselves on both patient and colleague advocacy, you know, yeah. I think we could look after each other much better. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, 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 yeah, it's a, a great way to want to be remembered, I think. And, and it's funny, isn't it, when you've had a personal experience that's not been particularly pleasant, but you've kind of done the work and come out of the other side with a different perspective. And it almost gives you, in a sense, a stronger why, doesn't it, I think? Well, they do say that um, your challenges of meant to uh, make you stronger <laughs> you know there's some challenges you can avoid but um yeah. you know i think i think that's a, a lot of my career is if, if we took a, a just a little bit more time to reflect on some of those difficult moments i think we'd, we'd benefit benefit from them yeah. um, even more and you know yeah we'd probably have a different perspective yeah yeah well i think i think it's great work that you're doing Athol, and i think particularly you know the app is something that's much needed and I know there's potential there to go on and and do more with that if people are interested how do they find your app uh, so they can head to the uh, website so the website Um or they can search for it on Facebook and we've got a, a, a an active Facebook page and um, and they can join us in the, the Forward Thinking Nurse uh, Facebook group. Um, and so, yeah, they can find out a little bit more there. And um, yeah, it'd be great. It'd be great to see even yourself, Eva, and yeah. a few others there. No, I will. I'll definitely look you up because um, I do. I actually have a, a Facebook group um, here that. Yeah, I'd, you know, I always share actually anything that I come across that I think is going to help them. So I'll definitely um, find your Facebook page and, and share that with them and share your FWARDS app as well, because I think anything that helps people is, you know, important to share. Yeah, fantastic. fantastic. It's been lovely to interview Athol today and it's you know that's what I love about doing this is hearing people's stories and journeys and and how you know they've contributed given something back as a result of of that learning and I think that comes across really strongly through your story and just thank you for sharing that because you know I think for other nurses listening there's always something that you can take away that can help you from these stories so thank you it's been a pleasure. My absolute pleasure and um, it's fantastic to see you today. Thank you.